Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about astral projection, how you're probably already doing it and you don't even realize it. Plus, we're going to do an astral projection meditation together. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So we covered the basics of this back in episode 12. And I would say at that time, perhaps it wasn't your cup of tea then and you didn't quite understand it. Where do you stand today? You're right. Back then, well, think about this. Back then, I was not a spiritually awakened red like I am now. Really? Yes. You Really? Yeah. Even though you were on the podcast and... I was, but I think I have evolved since I've been on the podcast. I I think like in the earlier episodes, I don't know if I was there or I didn't have the same tasks as I do now. Right. I think I was more there like maybe like the comic relief guy. Okay. Maybe the guy that we just make fun of. Maybe the guy that says weird things. Like the side character. The side character, sidekick. Sidekick. Yeah. The guy (laughs) that we put on if we can't get a guest. Like the mascot. Like the right, exactly. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think I was like more like the mascot like instead of the hummingbird. It was like you, right? Okay, like a little picture of my face <laughs> instead of the hummingbird. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we know, did we did make you say some really weird things about Backblade. About oh yeah, I had to do the, right? I had to do Backblade commercials <laughs> where I was really hairy, and I, I'm not that hairy. Okay, so <laughs> so I don't know if I grasp all. <laughs> All there was about astral travel right. and astral projection, whatever you want to call You were just experiencing. It. Yeah. So this time I actually did the history oh. and I looked into it and I wanted to see what is this all about. I, I wanted to actually get a definition of the term even. Mm-hmm. So what I, first, what I figured out was I believe it to be the idea that while you're living, okay, that you have the ability to leave – your body, yes, your physical body. So I don't know what leaves it. Maybe it's your consciousness, your right. soul, your soul, your astral body, your astral body, whatever you want to call it. Something has the ability to leave your body mm-hmm. and then view your body. Now you're still alive. The Correct. body is still alive. You're tethered. Yeah, tethered. Right. Now it's not when you've passed and then let's say you rise up out of your body. Yeah, something totally different. Right. I think. But so that's what I gathered it to believe yeah. from the information that I've been reading. Right. You feel like real, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I mean, I kind of am into it a little bit. I kind of get it a little okay. bit. Okay. But when I was doing this, it actually reminded me of a time period when I worked at Domino's Pizza. Oh, the Domino's days. The Domino's days. It was a chapter. It was. I had my master's degree in history. I've said this already on the podcast. Yes. I had master's degree in history. Not actually going for the degree. Had the degree. Uh, yes. And was still, you know, putting toppings on pizza. You were journeying. Yeah. Taking phone calls. Experiencing. Taking phone calls from drunk college kids. Okay. With their orders. I just basically (laughs) hung up on them all the time and said, please don't order from here again. But I believe you did that. Oh, yeah. All the time. I'd be like, why are you ordering from here? (laughs) I would even, they'd be like, how's your wings? I'd be like, this is Buffalo. This is the worst place to get wings. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll still take 20 wings. (laughs) Like, what? You still want 20 wings? <laughs> That's what you always say. You say, like, no matter what, no matter how much people complain, they always end up ordering again. They always do. I even it's told fascinating. a story about how I went to jail for egging a customer's house oh, many, yes. many episodes ago. See, that's what I was back then. I was like the comic relief. <laughs> and yet those those you, people still ordered. You went to jail. That's just for people that didn't listen to every yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. Scott went to jail. I went to jail. I spent the night in jail. <laughs> for egging. For egging a, a customer's house. A bad 
but they were just like a nasty customer or something. Yeah, they, well, they wouldn't tip. So <laughs> they ordered, they, they would order at least once or twice a week. Sorry, and I told I this, we, I we, we've told this story already, but okay. And, <laughs> and you, the, every time they would not tip. So, the, and a lot of times they would just throw the pizza. Like, so you'd give them, you'd go up to the door yeah, and you'd, they take the pizza, they mm-hmm. give you whatever the money for it the, without a penny extra. Right. And then they take, sometimes they just take the pizza and they throw it. Like throw it off their porch? <laughs> no, like throw it on their stairs or throw it into their <laughs> living room. And, and so, yeah. And like they, they did it just to... Just to like spite spite you. I, I think so. Maybe they ate it later. I don't know. And then so one time one of the people I worked with, a guy named Julio, came up with the idea that we should egg them on Halloween. You're like, I we... have my master's in history. That's such a great I idea. Had ma- yeah, I had my master's in history. That's history right. tells that... me this is gonna work out well. That's what the judge said to me. <laughs> He's like, you have a master's in... that's what he told me. He's like, You have a master's in history. What are you doing? But anyway, um, or I think he said a master's. But anyway, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, so and so that all happened. There was a whole thing. We all faced the judge, you know, for checking their home. <laughs> well, you, it was a car chase. You it was, was a, like oh, the yeah, best. Part. Yeah, I told the story already. Yeah, yeah, it was know. a huge car chase. Uh, and they we got won. caught. They won. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> an old so, grandma. Was it like a grandma? Yeah, it was lady? a grandma and a and her and her daughter who was they, older. They won. They, they won. Beat yeah, you. they beat Julio. He was driving. <laughs> Holy, what was wrong with you? And uh, how did we lose that? And then the cops, you know, they put it, arrested us, put us in jail, yeah. read us the whole rights or whatever thing. That's what you were doing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Back then. Back then. And anyway, but they ordered again. They did. Like, you know, I think they, they ordered again. They ordered again. Cr- that's crazy. Yeah, they still ordered. And we, and we were just like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and because they knew it was us. They knew it was the Domino's crew. <laughs> They knew we couldn't stand oh them, but they ordered again. Yeah, they, just... they ordered many times after that. Yeah. Just, that I mean, think about it. If you, you went to a restaurant <laughs> and the waiters, the waitresses came to your house one day and egged you, would you ever <laughs> go back there? I feel like you know what food service people go through. You know, in some areas of the world, you might be considered a hero. Okay, <laughs> like really standing up for food service right. workers. Well, anyway, there was this guy. His name was Jeff. We got totally sidetracked. I'm going back to my old ways. I'm going back to episode 12. Yes. Oh I think my it's gosh. Like the energy sucking me yeah, back Yeah, the energy sucked you back in. But okay. anyway, there was this guy, Jeff, and he made the dough. He all His whole job was just to make the dough. Mm-hmm. That's all he had to do. And he made hundreds and hundreds of doughs. Right? Yeah. And he would do this alone. Usually, I think he came in real early in the morning before the store opened. And he would tell us, on many times he told me this, that he would leave his body. Oh, so like I guess he floated up Jeff's something, yeah. astral self, whatever. His you want astral to, body, astral body, sure. Floated up to the ceiling of Domino's Pizza. Okay, would look down upon him making the dough. That and okay, and he felt comfortable telling you all this. Yeah, he. I mean, he was a little older than us. Yeah, um, and he, you know, very nice guy. Yeah, very serious guy. It wasn't really like a jokester or anything like me. You know, he, he was a serious guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he would, t- he told me, he, I mean, he told other people this too, but he told me this at least a, a couple times. And again, I wasn't a spiritually awakened red back then. What'd you think about it at the time? I just thought he was, I mean, I don't want to use a bad word here, but you know, just kooky or something. Yeah. You know, You're I, like, like, okay, what? whatever, dude. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I have a master's and I work at Domino's. Okay. <laughs> we all do our thing. Yeah. We all got our thing going on. <laughs> 
you, you know, he was probably doing like a meditation. People yeah. tell me all the time, like, I can't meditate. Um, my mind runs. I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to clear my mind. It's like, yeah, it, it can be difficult to, to sit and meditate, but you can do working meditation. If you're on autopilot, yeah. that's like a meditation. It's probably like an autopilot yeah. for him. And that would make sense because he's alone, first of all, mm-hmm. by himself. It's probably dark out, you know, it's maybe a little spooky back there. Who knows? And he's got the same tasks every time because yeah. all he did was make the dough and then put the dough into the freezer. Okay. So, like, I'm sure there's just a process, right? Measure out the flour. Yes. You know, put the salt in. You know, put the spinner on. Yeah, it's autopilot the dough. Stuff. Yeah, it's probably autopilot stuff. And he's making – and he probably did this at least, I would say, five probably five days a week. Yeah. And you're making hundreds of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that becoming very – methodical mm-hmm. and meditative yeah that's cool yeah so wow. it must have been some spiritual pizza there it must have been yeah because that's why <laughs> that's why everyone kept ordering yeah i, I always wondered something to it like just pizza tastes like you know what and they <laughs> ordered it but anyway so now that i think about that back on that maybe he really maybe he really was maybe, i think he was oh yeah. Uh, yeah for sure like if somebody told me that i'd be like oh you're astral traveling and then maybe he'd yeah. be like oh that makes sense that's what i'm doing yeah because he didn't seem to understand it himself yeah like, he didn't like know like he didn't like say this is what i'm like i'm astral traveling or this is what i'm doing he just yeah. said like my i would see my body floating that's cool towards the ceiling that is so you know that's really hard to do when you're awake yeah so he had some incredible focus and, and control and practice he and he uh yes and he was a military guy before and whoa yeah. really so he probably had a lot of maybe training yes to, yeah for focus, for focus and, and discipline yeah he's very very disciplined guy very focused guy interesting wow yeah. that's super uh, cool and he made great dough yeah apparently <laughs> anyway so going back if you if you want to look into the history of astro traveling it's it's not some linear thing where you can just kind of find one source and look it up you have to kind of go to through different cultures and see what you can find and you can go back to let's say ancient egypt and we've talked about the ka mm-hmm. before on the show and it, and a ka is like kind of like a soul to the ancient egyptians yes Maybe it's even a little bit more to that. But they would have hieroglyphics showing the ka or lines of light leaving the body to represent that. So this could be maybe one of the first examples of like an astral projection, astral travel. Again, I don't know if it was when they had passed. I think, yeah. It could have been the soul leaving after the body had passed. Right. But the concept, but the concept of it being is separate start, from your right, body. The concept of a separation yes, is there. That's interesting. Which is really interesting. Uh, then you can go – let's go to ancient Greece. And okay. the Greek, there was a Greek philosopher. His, he was a historian as well, Plutarch. Uh, he wrote – this was a fictional story. Mm-hmm. But he wrote this story about a guy hitting his head. Then he went into a coma. And then while he was in the coma, a, let's call it a soul at this point, something – coming floating out of the body okay and living yeah so the the person is unconscious in the story and then this outside source and this soul or whatever you want to call it goes around his consciousness has experiences outside of his body having right exactly Mm -hmm. again it's just a made-up story right but then the bot then this uh character this the i guess comes out of the coma the soul or whatever goes back into the body and he's a changed person. Interesting. So it's it betters the human life. Right. Wow. So yeah, well, that's like the con- that it. is the concept. Yes. Yeah. Right. Then if you go to the Eastern cultures, and we've talked about a few of these before, uh, Hinduism started in India, right? Buddhism, they believe in the the concept of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So of course, reincarnation to them is 
you live, you die, and then you go in your soul or whatever you want to call it right. goes into another body. Another Again, body. that's passing. Different, but still. But it's still there. Right, the separateness. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, India, birthplace of yoga. But what is yoga in essence? It's you're trying to get into a – not all yoga, but some yoga. I think there's different kinds of yoga. I'm there are a, very – yeah, there are a lot of different kinds of yoga. But some of them are trying to get you into that meditative state mm-hmm. where you're trying to get yourself into a meditative state. And in essence, maybe it is to leave the body. Right. Right? Uh, if you do it correctly. So you have that. There's meditation. Yes. Visualization. Okay. that they All these techniques – in Hinduism and Buddhism, really have an ultimate goal of like oneness with the universe. Yeah. But also to leave that that human body, I guess. And that's say. what astral projection is. And that's what yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's to go to other planes of consciousness. Yeah. Because even like, uh, you know, I, we do yoga with Ed. We do. Every Friday we do yoga with Ed. <laughs> we do yoga we, we, with Ed. We've told those stories as well mm-hmm. where people <laughs> like to sit close to us. <laughs> and, and sometimes we'll do like just an exercise, which is you just lay there. Yeah. And you don't do anything. That's my favorite one, of course. Oh, the last one, Shavasana. Yeah. Yeah, you just lay there. And sometimes it seems like it's seconds. Right. And sometimes it seems like I'm laying there for long periods of time. Yeah, well, you lost time the other day because you were like, you were like, that was a second. And I'm like, no, that was like several minutes. And you're like, no. And you like argued with me. See, I think you're doing it. You don't realize it. Yeah. But so, okay. So there's Mm -hmm. that. I don't don't have that outer body experience, but some people (laughs) who are. (laughs) You're astral. Your astral self probably doesn't like yeah. bother telling the rest of you what happened. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not telling this guy anything. Yeah. So you got that. Or like your astral self goes sees she. <laughs> sorry, goes and sees Phoebe. Oh yeah. And then it's kind of like the Men in Black situation where you just like erase the memory before you go back. Right. Oh yeah, they put that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. We'll just blame her. Okay. Blame yeah, blame. Pretty much I blame Phoebe for everything. <laughs> but then if you go to China, ancient China, and mm-hmm. there's more a philosophy rather than a, I would say, a re- religion. I would say these are mostly, yeah, some of the, I mean, it walks the line. But okay. the philosophy of Taoism, you might also see it as Taoism mm-hmm. in a textbook, is is like a oneness with nature. Everything in nature needs to be balanced and harmony, peace. And the way you get there is you go into nature, be one with nature. And really you are supposed to elevate yourself to that oneness or even leaving the body. Wow. Where, again, in in this philosophy too. Okay, so, so different China, cultures definitely yeah. celebrate this. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I can keep going on. Japan, in their mythology, they this one's kind of funny. They believe, like, let's say someone's wronged you. Let's say, okay. let's say you're, you know, you're driving your car and someone cuts you off. Yeah. And usually in America, we just give them, uh, you know, well, we give them the finger. Or, right. Well, some people go a little further. <laughs> yeah. Pull out a gun, South Florida style. But. Yeah, that just happened. That's why Scott went off on a tangent there. Yeah. But <laughs> most people just kind of grunt or right. you know laugh or whatever, or give a face or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in Japan, I guess, you, you could have, you, they have in mythology, they believe your spirit or a ghost can leave your body. So you're a living. In that moment? Yeah, or a quiet moment later on. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And, but you're, you're alive. Yeah. And that ghost or, or, or spirit will haunt the person that did you wrong, they will oh, find really? that person that did you wrong. Yeah. And they will get vengeance on you. They, God, that's <laughs> they, scary. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That freaks me out. So, oh my God. Yeah. They believe that. Pretty pretty neat. Okay. I guess. I mean, scary, but maybe neat. Uh, then if you go look into some of like 
the Amazon tribes, mm-hmm. you go down to like Brazil, or you even go to the Inuit people, go north. You know, and I don't know if geography plays a role in this, but they also have these beliefs. Uh, in the Amazon, there's tribes that have like, they believe this is a, there's a person called a Yaskimo. Mm-hmm. I hope I pronounced that right. I, I could have, I apologize if I didn't, but they can perform like a soul flight. Oh, that's... Yeah, think of like Avatar at Disney. Disney. Oh, yeah. Go on that flight of the Avatar yeah, or whatever. Yeah, But they can go on a soul flight. And they can go anywhere. So oh, they leave the body. Yeah. And they can go into the deepest river, the deepest canyon, into caves. They go up to the cosmos. Oh, that's cool. Uh, a lot of times they go up to the cosmos. They they said to, they went up to the cosmos to ask for advice oh. for like naming a child even. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kinda so pretty, like for resources and, and connection? Yeah, for, to find, yeah, because there's a couple and then we, and the Inuit people would also do the kind of the same thing if they wanted mm-hmm. to tell send a message or something or to, to a, a tribe that was okay. far away over across let's say Whoa. vast lands it's like telepathy plus plus they would, astral right, projection Ooh, they could, that's some people could cool. fly a, astral fly to these places re- relay the message bring it back that's fascinating yeah which is which is pretty neat um i have a couple problems with those <laughs> <laughs> The problem, well, one is it like a geography thing? Is it just something they did maybe to overcome geographic obstacles? Okay, I don't know. But the other thing is that only certain people of the tribe could do it. Oh, and in both cases, or do you know more? I think in the Amazon okay. tribes, but also a little bit in the Inuit. Like, yeah, and today we, would, I guess, we would call them a shaman mm. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so they would there would only be certain people that could do it. Okay. And that when you get into that kind of stuff, then it kind of like wait a second. Well, why, why can't, can't everyone do yeah, it? Yeah, why can't everyone do it? Why is it yeah. these two people of the tribe are right. the only ones that have ever done it and reported back? <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're like, I yeah. don't know. The like, cosmos told me exactly. you should give me a better house. Yeah. yeah I know. Like, yeah. It's like I, war- yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of like um, sure because people are people, but necessity is the mother of invention, right? You know, if you're out there. The, because, like, how awesome would it be if our, our own culture supported something that more? How could people who are already good at it get better? I, I think that that's part of it, too. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think may, there was definitely probably a much greater need for it sure. back then than it would be now. Mm. Because, like I said, you know, if you want to send someone a message, you don't have to fly a thousand miles to them, right? You could just send them a text. Right. So maybe this our culture, we don't really need it no. as much. So no. we don't. But we lose skills. Then. We lose the skill, the possibility that if so that many is a skills. skill. We, yeah. So many I think it is a skill. So many skills we lose, like navigation or just right. anything, like actual navigation skills we've lost or, ugh, I think it's a, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going with that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is fascinating because it does present itself amongst all these different cultures mm-hmm. through different time periods in history. Uh, it did have a, re- a renaissance, the astral idea in European culture around like the 16, 1700s again. That's when the idea started to to come about and become a little more, I wouldn't call it mainstream, but like ex- like idea would come into the culture. Okay. So in Europe, but that would make sense because there was a time period in European history where a lot of ideas were lost mm-hmm. after the fall of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. I know most men think of the Roman Empire on a daily basis, <laughs> as you told me from TikTok. I do not. But most people do. And there was a week where I was asked that question by like 17 different women. And every single time I told them, I never think of the Roman Empire unless I'm doing something historical. And I don't think men think of the Roman Empire. But that's, again, another side topic. But, right. Uh, 
So, okay. yeah, so the ideas of astral travel came kind of back then as well. So you would say this is like a human experience. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I, and I, yeah, do I believe, I mean, I'm still on the fence, but I believe it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get more into it coming up. All right. Let's take a quick ad. This episode of Know Your Aura is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, you know, speaking of out-of-body experiences, mm-hmm. when I hear that we're having Wild Grain, <laughs> and I just, it happens. Yes. So that's why I do believe in all this stuff, because I, I just get out of my body. I'm ready to go. I love the <laughs> cranberry pecan sourdough loaf. I love everything. You just put a Wild Grain thing in front of me. I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to love it. I had the cranberry pecan sourdough loaf. Uh, you know, I stuck it. It's 25 minutes from frozen. You put it right from the freezer into the oven in 25 minutes. It's done. I let it sit for a little bit. I cut it. I served it to you guys last night. Oh, my gosh. And we ha- this morning, we had it for breakfast, too. It is like the heartiest, most delicious bread, and it makes you very happy, Scott. Yeah. Then you throw some croissants in there. <laughs> The brownies. I'll eat it all. Everything. And Just- now you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a, bre- a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it all. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash KYA to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wild wildgrain.com slash KYA. That's wildgrain.com slash KYA, or you can use promo code KYA at checkout. Let's talk about astral projection for spiritual development. A little preface here. I am going to sound like a crazy psychic lady. I own it. I 100% understand that what I am about to say is going to sound next level wacky. And I am also going to say I 100% stand behind everything I am telling you. As sure as I am talking to you right now, I 100% believe that what has happened to me is real, that it's happened for you two already. And it is something that um, even though it's not science, it's not scientifically backed up now, maybe in a couple hundred years it will be, but maybe if it's not scientifically backed up now, it is a real thing and it is a real experience. Um, And the next thing I want to say before I dive into this full forward, full on, is that my explanation for things, my explanation for astral projection or astral traveling, astral planes, astral bodies, um, it might be different than other people, okay? It might be different than other people that talk about these things. That's because like everything I do, okay, yeah, I, ta- I have to take it from my own experience. I can't go to other people's experiences and talk about what they say. I have to tell you what I've experienced for me to stand behind it. So other people can have different experiences, 100%. You might have different experiences, sure. I Like I tell all of you, it's always about you. The truth is you come from you, but I got to tell you what I've seen. And my goal with this is to help you because it's not to teach you how to astral travel so much as it is to teach you how to notice that you're already doing it because you are and to support you because it can be very anxiety producing. It can be anxiety producing even if you understand what you're doing and we're going to talk about this more, but understanding it makes the anxiety 
less and allows you to make use of these experiences, which are going to happen more and more when you deep dive into your spiritual awakening and your spiritual development because your ego isn't as strong as it used to be. Your ego is the human part of you that wants to stay the same no matter what. And when you start doing this work, the ego just doesn't have, it'll, it, listen, it always makes new tricks and finds new ways to get you, but it's weaker. And that's great. But what that means is your soul self, your higher self, um, gets to play a little more. And when it plays a little more, it means you get your spirit guides coming in, your higher self, you get loved ones on the other side, you get a lot of spiritual doors opening, which means life takes on um, some new some new feelings and new emotions. And I want to help you support yourself in that because astral traveling is one of them. And it can kind of, it's already happening to you, I guarantee it. And we're going to talk about how you'll know it is. But um I guess like when you don't know what's happening, like I didn't really understand it. It's it's very unnerving. So let's do it. All right. So basically our physical bodies, our human bodies, they limit us from the full experience we can have on multi-dimensional planes of existence. We are humans and human bodies, but our souls are eternal. Our energy is kind of tied to our human selves, but you can release your energy to allow yourself through your astral body to move through these multi-dimensional planes in a conscious way. I notice in doing readings, many of you are already having astral projection experiences without knowing what they are. When you notice these things, they, be- they can become more beneficial to you. And I'm going to tell you ways that you are probably astral traveling. So I'm going to go into a couple different ones. And these are probably things that you may you might not have heard of before. But I want you to think like, have I, hey, have I had that experience? Because if you're astral traveling, um, immediately you might be like, hey, wait a second. I just had, you might have written it off as some sort of wildly realistic dream, or you might have experiences that still stick with you today from a quote dream you had several years ago. Yeah, that probably wasn't a dream. Um, That was probably an astral travel experience. All right. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And you can free yourself through astral traveling of your physical form. In order to travel anywhere, anytime, within dimensions and planes, which obviously aren't available to your stuck physical state, Uh, you can be uninhibited by restrictions such as space, time, dimension. Uh, Astral traveling does all that. And it's not a new concept. It's been around forever since there's been humans. I mean, just thinking about it, that concept that we're more than this experience you ever just, I mean, just watch the news. You're like, I have to be more than this experience. There is such negativity out there. I can't just be this 3D reality because you're not. You are love and you are connection and you are energy and you are vibration and you are all those good things. But that is a lot of higher consciousness, 5D stuff. And astral traveling, astral projection is a way to navigate through all that. And it just makes you closer to yourself and source and the universe and those connections that already exist. Okay, so what is one way that you may have been experiencing astral traveling without realizing it? And the first way I'm going to talk about is connecting with higher the higher selves 
of the people in your life. So you may have had conversations with people in an astral travel experience that have felt real. Oh my gosh, I had a conversation in my dream last night with my ex. It felt so real. He told me that he's having a baby. He told me that he's scared. He told me, you know, I haven't talked to this guy in 10 years. Why am I getting all this information? Then I look it up and it all happened. All right. Um, that I hear this all the time and that possibly has happened to you. Or it's possible you are having closure conversations with friends or um, family members that you can't really have in this lifetime, meaning if you saw them in person, you might just start fighting with them or they might start fighting with you. And in an astral travel experience, it's possible that you know your higher self and their higher self can meet on a neutral plane in the astral dimension, in the astral, on an astral plane, and have a conversation that feels very real. And you can feel, this is what it feels like, you feel the person's essence in a way which is honest and vulnerable, and you share yours with them too. It's not like here when you have a conversation with somebody and you feel like you're constantly shielding yourself, like, well, I'm making excuses, or you did this, or I did this because you said this, and then you said that, or or I said this because you said this, you know, all that back and forth. It's more just truth and love and in, intense vulnerability. There isn't projected realities from our own trauma and programming. It's just really honest. It's like, hey, and they're like, hey, and you level with each other, and it's honest in a way that's not insulting, and you kind of get this feeling of the bigger picture where we are all going on a journey and it's intensely personal to us, but not to anyone else. Meaning what I do has nothing to do with you and what somebody else does to me has nothing to do with me. And in the astral realm, you can have these conversations with people that perhaps just, it's not going to work out in this lifetime, but on that plane, you can have that closure. So maybe you've had that before. I've had that before. I've had that before with a with a really good friend of mine from a long time ago who just, I've talked about this on the podcast, who just couldn't get out of a really, really rough relationship she was in. And I had to, I had to walk away. And um, I've had lots of conversations with her and I know they're real and we've exchanged our love back and forth. And it's something that's been very comforting and has provided a lot of closure and um, hopefully for her too. Another way that you can have an experience in the astral realm is a visitation, a visitation with someone who's crossed over. And so this is how this feels. And there's lots of different ways it can happen, but you can feel like you're in a waiting area of sorts. So the way it's happened for me, it's happened in a lot of different ways. It's happened in familiar places like my grandmother's basement, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, whoa, I'm back here. You know, I smell it. I see it. I feel it. I notice details. That I hadn't noticed, I would have, you know, I, it's been years and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, that picture. And you're like, like all that. So it can go, or it can be a space which feels, I mean, it's like neutral. So I've been to uh, places in the astral realm that's just very pink and it's very uh, like a sunset color, but everywhere. And there's nothing of permanence around, meaning it's, it's, it feels like it's, it's a neutral area where I can go because I'm alive and they can come because they're crossed over. And so these are visitations. And sometimes sometimes you can talk 
with them and use words, but most of the time you just feel them. You feel their emotions and you feel their energy and you get the point of what they want to say to you without words. And it's a space where their vibration can completely meet your own. You know, on the other side, we don't have voice boxes. Okay. We don't have the physical thing. So in the astral realm, you don't have that either. So the way you communicate is just by merging energy. It's like a pure connection and you can experience that on the other side with, with people who've crossed over. And so you just feel their love as a complete absorbance within you. Um, I had a visitation from my grandmother recently and it just felt like her. It's hard to explain, but I feel like you all can get it. It was, it's something you forget when someone has died and they've been gone a while. Her smell, the feeling I felt when I was with her, the feeling of our interactions together, the essence of her and all the things I didn't know that I forgot. And I, and I felt that all, and that was just such a comfort and it was like her gift to me and it just felt so beautiful. So if you've had experiences like that, and sometimes you can hug them and sometimes you can hold them and, uh, that's a visitation and that can happen in the astral realm as well. And another thing that can happen in the astral realm is you can interact with your spirit guides. Again, this being a more neutral plane, you can interact with them in a way which is more conducive to how you and they can work together. Let me talk to you about spirit guides. They are funny. They aren't human. (laughs) They definitely have a job to do. That's the impression I get from them. It's kind of like they're studying you and guiding you. And they feel very on task all the time. And anyways, when you're when you're in the astral realm, they can connect with you more. And, and this is probably the number one thing that's going to happen when you start consciously noticing that you may be astral traveling. And by the way, I'm going to get to the symptoms of how you know you've been astral traveling, like your physical symptoms in a second. But back to this. Um, because th- they are going to take any opportunity they can to work with you and they will do it all the time and you can get really exhausted. So sometimes you have to tell them to, to back off or back off for a little bit. But anyways, um, when you're going through a spiritual development, astral traveling can get very heavy and start to feel like work. It's like, I, you know, you may wake up exhausted, even though you quote slept end quote, through the night, you can wake up and hear people speaking still or even talking about you and know it's them talking about you. And, and it can freak you out, okay, when things start when things started getting really active for me like years and years ago. I remember waking up one night and I heard and I saw something and then I heard them say, hey, should we tell her? And it was like one voice talking to a bunch of others. And then I heard, oh, she woke up. And that was it. And I knew they were talking about me. And I've told you guys about this um, other experience I had where I was sleeping in my daughter's room. Cause like, listen, if you have little kids and you're not a yellow aura, sometimes you do the nighttime shuffle where you wake up and you're like, how am I in my kid's bed? Anyways, that happened. And, <laughs> but I felt a hand on me and I thought it was my daughter, but it was, I couldn't see the face, but it was, uh, uh like a, it was like a vibrational being, but with a bob cut, <laughs> like a woman, I want to say. And there were figures behind her. And they said, that's not her. And I knew they were talking about my daughter. And then they all just kind of poofed. And I was like, what? Just ha-? They touched. So they'll touch you too. 
But in, in the astral realm, when you kind of do it consciously, it's really nice. I, I remember when I first started, and I've t- I told this on the podcast, so I hate repeating stories, but it's worth telling again for this episode. I want to say the most significant experience I had was, I mean, this is years and years ago when I was first starting out doing this professionally and um, not even professionally. I was just like, I don't know, like probably where a lot of people start out, you know, anyways. And... I went somewhere with my guide and he showed, and we, you all have a bunch of guides, but sometimes you have a main one or a main one for your chapter anyways. And he showed me his face and he showed me his name and I felt absolute love. That, what I just said is inadequate. It changed me. It was like probably what people describe when they cross over. Um, I got a taste of that and I felt an an omnipotent being, their presence, which because I was raised Catholic, I could only describe as Jesus, but like you put any, anything you want to that, but that's what I felt, you know? And then like, I'm, I'm human of this time. So I had to put like a word to it with my programming. So that's what, that's the only thing I could put to it, but it's an omnipotent sort, like love source. It's really like the universe, you could even call it, like absolute universe. And I felt it and it changed me. And and after that, I've been a different person. So these things can shift you significantly. And I just want to say this other thing. The worst the worse you think it gets, the better it gets. Meaning the less control you feel you have, the more this stuff happens. And it's not something you do to yourself. It's something you open yourself up and just allow to happen. But I'm going to talk about the stuff that gets in the way, like fear in a second. Okay. Another thing that you may have done when you've been astral traveling is visiting the past, present, and future. And seeing events which have already taken in place with a new perspective, which is of like some sort of universal point of view. So it's kind of like going back to the past, but seeing it to an experience. It's kind of like Scrooge. Like when the when the ghost of the past takes him to the party and he gets to see it. You know, it, like that can happen in astral traveling and the present and the future. I, I Charles Dickens... He wrote that, right? Not an English major. Um, he, he must have understood astral traveling because that's exactly what can happen to you. And Scott and I are going to tell you something that was like crazy in our family that happened with an astral traveling experience with this, but I'll share these experiences before that. That'll be at the end of the podcast. Um, I went, <laughs> just to re-preface, I know I sound nuts right now. I just have to say this one more time. Okay. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I astral traveled back to 1993. Okay. That happened to me about two years ago. As myself now, like my present astral body went back to 1993. But it was the year 1993, which makes, which totally changed my concept of like time travel and stuff because I feel like planes are constant. There is no. There's no future or past. There's only now, but you can go to different planes of existence. And 1993 was one I went to. Anyways, I was there and I was like, oh my God, I'm in 1993. And I was 
back where he lived, he lived in Long Island in 1993, but I was in the center of his, of a town and I'd never been there before. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in his town. And I was like, I don't know how I have to get a hold of him because I'm in 1993. This is crazy. And I went to a phone booth and went to, uh, what do they call those? Oh my God. A phone book, a phone book that was on a chain. I mean, this was as detailed as if I was in person, but here's the problem with astral traveling. Cause I was trying, I forgot his phone number and I used to know it, but I forgot it cause I was trying to call him. And, uh, so I was looking at it. I was looking it up in the phone book, but here's the deal. You can't read in the astral realm, or at least I can't, because I feel like it has something to do with you not having physical eyes and your astral eyes don't work great. So everything's kind of fuzzy when you try to read it. Anyways, so I couldn't get a hold of him, but um, I was in the I was in the center of this town and I was like taking in every detail. It was like the cars and the signage and all this stuff I forgot about from 1993. And um the next day when I you know, woke up and everything, I was like, oh my God, it was an astral travel experience. I told Scott, of course, he's used to me by now, but I was describing the center of town. He knew exactly where he's like, oh, that's Merrick. That's like downtown Merrick or whatever. And I was describing like the buildings I saw and he's like, yeah. And I, I never been there because he lived in kind of like more of a, I never been to that part. Let's just put it that way. And I was describing it. So anyways, I, this has happened a couple other times too, and they're equally as crazy stories. So I don't know. I don't know if I should do those now, <laughs> but crazy, crazy stuff. Um, another thing that you might do is have trips to the present. Uh, usually you have to have some sort of desire. So as a mom, kids are a great desire. So I remember when the kids were little, they were sleeping at my in-laws house. And for whatever reason, I just miss them. I mean, I miss them. I just miss them. And I just didn't want them to be there and I wanted to I wanted to go there, you know? And I astral traveled to where they were sleeping and I tucked them in and I felt the blanket and I saw them and and I was hovering over them and I was looking at their little sleeping faces. I mean, it was real. It was real. So, next up, I'm going to talk about the physical symptoms, how you know you've been astral traveling. Stitch Fix totally gets me. Yes, I have a stylist. She's a fashion expert who shops for me and knows exactly what I like and what I don't, what will fit me, and she sends me pieces in my budget. She just makes shopping easier. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop for new styles and brands. You can think of them as your style partner. They'll learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you love without breaking the bank. I put in there um, every time I'm getting a fix what I need, what I don't need, what things I want, how I do or don't want something to fit me. And my stylist listens to me and sends me looks that I love. And you can try everything on at home. When they send it to you, you keep what you like and you just send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over 1,000 brands and styles. So no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. And you just simply order a fresh as needed or you set it and forget it with regular fixes. You're always in control. So thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash KYA and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash KYA, stitchfix.com slash KYA. So how do you know that you've been astral traveling? Okay. Maybe you've had these experiences, but you're also not quite sure if you had or, or not. 
These are the things you actually, what I'm going to talk about, these are the things you actually might notice and noticing these things more consciously and not just brushing them off might help you remember the actual astral travel experiences a lot better and with more detail and also allow you more control when you're within them. So first thing, you've woken up with a start, Um, cold sweat, super thirsty. Are all these things also symptoms of hormonal issues? Sure. Or a bad dream? Of course. Or insomnia or some other sleep disturbance? Absolutely. Again, crazy psychic lady, two things can be true. I love science. I believe in it. I believe in sleep research and everything else. I just also feel that those could be symptoms of astral traveling in the body just as much as they are astral projection experiences. I'm just saying that. Okay. I'm just saying that. Um, have you ever, have you ever feel like you're getting pulled out of your body or slammed back in or you wake up, you can't move. And I know, again, I get it. It's like sleep paralysis. It's like a thing. It's studied. I get it. I believe that and I get it. But I also know that it, comes when you're doing astral traveling experiences. So maybe there is something in the sleep cycle that is connected to astral traveling. Um, What else? Um, Oh, you can't shake the emotion. Here's the big one. It sticks with you in a long way. You feel shaken by the emotion. The emotion is visceral and it feels real. Another thing is when you're in the astral realm, you feel like you're flying. So you might feel like you're floating above things. You ever feel like you're floating? I don't know if you, I live in a two story. So sometimes I feel like I'm floating downstairs when I'm doing it, but I'm not. Or I feel like I checked the, I mean, sometimes I just do chores in my astral. That is so, so sad. But sometimes my astral body just does chores around the house. I'll like go downstairs, be like, and I thought it was, and I wake up knowing like we don't have milk for the next morning or, or or something. Like I'll wake up knowing that because like I checked as my astral body. Um, so you might do stuff like that. The other thing is you're conscious during it. Um, it's it's more than a dream. You can control your actions, which brings me to some of you might have already said this in your head while I've been talking. Lucid dreaming. Okay. Lucid dreaming is not astral projection, but let's talk about the difference. Um, you can reach astral projection through lucid dreaming, but lucid dreaming is where you're in a dream state. So there's, we're not even talking about dreams. Like dreams are basically when your human brain and your psyche and the parts of you that are you are kind of working out your own stuff. That's when you get, oh, I was being chased by bears and I also am having an issue with mom. You know what I mean? Like that's when that stuff's happening or... I don't know, like you're in Disney World and there's a zombie apocalypse or you're all your teeth fall out or you're naked in high school and you didn't go to English class and now you'd have to take the test. <laughs> you're going to fail it. And, all right. So that's your dream stuff. That's when you're working out your issues. Lucid dreaming is really cool. It's a dream state and you're aware of your dream. You're like, well, I'm in a dream, you know, and then you can control the dream. Okay, so that's the main key point. In astral projection, you cannot control the environment you're in because you're in the astral plane and that's a static environment. It's not under your control or manipulation. It's somewhere that you go and it's permanent. In lucid dreaming, you can make the dream whatever you want 
And some people are really great at lucid dreaming. You can, I'm going to dream about, I don't know, Damon Salvatore tonight. And I'm going to, you know, when you're in your lucid dream and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Like some people can control it and have a great dream. And they're like, and then we did this and then we did this. Okay. So some people are amazing at that, but that's not astral traveling. Um, yeah. So, so basically that's the big thing. Astral projection is, uh, you're reacting to what's static because it's a plane of existence that not is not of your design. And all right, so all of this, when you practice with it, when you start being aware of it, when you start seeing it as a tool that you can utilize towards your spiritual development, it's something that's going to help you, not hurt you. It's something that you don't have to be scared of. Um, the skill can be used to connect to self and spirit. I mean, you can focus on intentions. You can reevaluate priorities. It's a wonderful way to just connect with the energy that surrounds us without all these limitations. That limitless experience, that plane of love and um, the plane of abundance that exists in the 5D is a wonderful place to visit. The more that you spend time there, the more you can create it in your life here and bring it back. Um, We all have what we want all the time. It's a state of mind. And being in an astral state is just a way to connect with that, to bring it here more and more. Just merge the two planes together. Also, spirit can speak to you a lot clearer when you're doing astral projection stuff. It's just a lot easier for your spirit guides to talk to you and get messages and to help you unlock your intuitive gifts in different ways. Couple things. Um, this is easier to do when you are sleeping. However, you have way less control over where you go. Your subconscious drives that bus. So you can end up in some pretty interesting places with some people you weren't sure you wanted to see again. Like your subconscious has taken you to the X or to the unresolved uh, scene from seventh grade cafeteria where something happened. Okay, like your subconscious will take you wherever. Um, However, you may jump into it easier when you're sleeping, especially when you're starting out conscious or kind of like waking astral projections, the goal. It's just harder to do it. You have more control when you do it, but it's harder to do it. Fear. Okay. Here's the number one thing. Astral projection is anxiety producing. Why? Because your ego is like, oh my gosh, you know, you do, how do I put it? Like your astral body leaves your physical body, but it, And that can feel really scary, which is why sometimes you can feel slammed back into yourself in a panicked state when you realize that you're doing it. Like for me, even now, sometimes I will um, feel how many times have I been, usually I astral travel around my house. I I have to go more places, but like I'll be in the hallway or something and then I'll be like, and then it comes right back. Here's the thing. You can't die outside of your body. Um, at any point, if you had to wake up, you'll wake up immediately. Like if you're, you smelling smoke or something like that, you know, you're going to wake up, your kid cries, you're going to wake up. So there's no, this, this can't hurt you. It's can be very, very scary because your ego doesn't like your astral, your ego doesn't like you to do this. Like, you know, the ego's whole point is to keep you human and whole and keep your little astral self right here where we're comfortable. And that makes a lot of sense. That's why this is 
anxiety producing, but it's not dangerous. And you can't let, I think people get nervous. Hey, if my astral body leaves, will something bad crawl into my physical body? Uh, No, you have total control all the time. Um, But intention is a great thing to always have. Before I go to sleep at night, I always say all my white light prayers, whatever works for you. I always say them um, whenever you do any sort of meditative state or intention state or, or astral projection or anything like that. You always do your prayers before. We talk about that a lot in there, our protection prayers. As you get better at your technique... It's really great to have like an intention before a session, even before you go to sleep, maybe an intention. So you just say something like, Spirit Guys, I would love to work with you tonight. Or loved ones on the other side, I would love I open myself up to a visit or closure. I love to have a closure session with my whoever it is that you know you need one with. So having intention can allow your astral body to be directed in a in an easier way, less stressful way. But you also might want to master some other skills before you really get the hang of astral projecting. But I'm telling you right now, you're probably already doing it. You're just kind of, uh, I don't know, throwing yourself into it feet first. Meditating is important. I know. It's such an annoying thing to hear, even for me, because we don't always have time. We just don't have time. Or some of us are like, listen, I can't meditate. My mind runs. You don't have to meditate the way, I guess, the stereotypical way. Like I'm telling you that if you want to do a working meditation, that's great. So for example, if you're, if you're, if, if you can do something on autopilot, that can be a meditation. If you set your intention during it. So while cleaning, okay, washing the floor, washing dishes, something we do a hundred times, our hands are just moving without us even realizing it. It's like a different part of our brains operating it. That's kind of be, that can be like a working meditation for you. So set a mantra during it or listen to high frequency music, HC frequency music. Um, just, just do something with an intention or there was a park near my house. It's a labyrinth. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, but it's kind of like, um, it's, it's a a circle, but it's, you, you follow a path and it's a labyrinth. It's like a little maze, but there's no walls or anything. You just stay on the path and several people can do it at once. And, and that's a meditative practice. So just walking through the labyrinth, or even if you just walk around the block, you know, and set your intention to, this is my meditation walk, do that. So you don't always have to just sit there and close your eyes and tell yourself not to think of things. Cause sometimes that creates a lot of anxiety for us, or our brain doesn't work that way or whatever, but consistently doing something in that mindset is important for like, I think it's a foundational practice. Um, also you can use crystals. I love, um, I mean, I, I just choose a crystal that speaks to you really. I like quartz and I like black tourmaline just cause it makes me feel protected, but you use a crystal that you like try sitting up. All right. This will prevent you from falling asleep. Um, you might fall asleep during it, but I try to stay up. It is, like I said, harder to do it when you're, when you're awake, but easier to control where you're going. And finally, get in the habit of recording your dreams or at least paying attention to them. The difference between dreams, lucid dreams, and astral traveling will be more and more evident once you record and reflect and pay attention to how you slept last night. Um, yeah. You can even do an audio recording, like a like an audio journal, if that helps you. And... Now we're going to do 
and astral projection meditation together. So do what you need to prepare for that because that's going to be next up. Here we are. The holidays are fast approaching now. For me, I do not like to wait last minute and feel so stressed out about what I'm giving to everyone on my list. Luckily, Osea takes all the guesswork out of gift giving with their Super Glow Body Set. It's a limited edition box set featuring three of Osea's best-selling body care products, a full-size Andaria Algae Body Oil, Andaria Cleansing Body Polish, and a travel-size Andaria Algae Body Butter. My favorite part of this is it's all packed in a box so beautiful that I can skip the gift wrapping. It is the perfect gift for anyone, including yourself, because you should really put yourself on the list too. When you are serious about your skincare, which I have gotten in the past two years, you know that you need to exfoliate before all that good moisture can really be absorbed by your skin. And the Andaria Cleansing Body Polish is the perfect way to gently exfoliate before you layer on that moisture that my skin just drinks up with the Andaria Algae Body Oil and the Andaria Algae Body Butter. Give the gift of glow this holiday season with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. And right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code KYA at OseaMalibu.com. Head to Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com and use code KYA for 10% off. Before we begin with our astral projection meditation, a couple things. If you're driving, this is definitely not the time. Turn it off. Do it later. If you can't be in a quiet and calm spot, just save it for later. And you can skip over this whole thing and come back to it um, because Scott and I have a really interesting story to tell anyways at the end of this podcast. So you can just skip over this now if it's not the time. And you can come back to this anytime. And maybe you can even keep the timestamp so you can try this over and over again. So let's get ready. Let's begin. You're in a sitting position, I hope, somewhere comfortable and somewhere you feel safe and somewhere that's relatively calm and quiet. So let's begin. Take a deep breath in through your mouth. Hold for three, two, one, and release. Three, two, one. Close your eyes if that's available to you. Breathing in and out in a steady rhythm of inhale for three, two, one, hold, three, two, one, release, three, two, one. You are now entering a deeply meditative state. Picture yourself surrounded by a white healing light emanating from source energy. You sense it wrapping you in its light. As you continue to breathe, feel its warmth. As you hold each breath, allow the warmth to sink in. And as you release your breath, allow anything you don't need to exit from you now. You are feeling more deeply connected with this light as you intuitively know 
It is the white protective light of the universe. Feel yourself connecting to this light as the parts of you within which recognize it rise to greet it. Take a deep breath in, two, one, hold, two, one, and release, two, one. There is nothing you need to do except relax into this light. This essence of you which rises to meet the source light is your astral body. Envision now your astral body as a filmy essence which you are a part of. It is the real you. Take a moment to sit in this beautiful essence and feel the freedom which connects to it. You feel yourself perhaps getting lighter, less pulled by the weight of gravity. You feel floating, starting up from your feet, up into your ankles, down into your calves. You sense a lightness as your body feels floaty and filmy. Your knees up into your thighs, hips, and pelvis. You now feel a blurring of your physical body as it becomes light as air. Your stomach, lower back, and up through your entire chest and back body. You start to feel a lifting sensation. Finally, your neck up through your jaw, cheeks, eyes, and ears. You feel a floating sensation spread. Now, at the very top of your head, your crown feels a glow with a beautiful light. You feel completely free and unafraid. You may feel a sensation where your third eye is between your eyebrows. You may even begin to see through this part of you. Take a moment to focus on this vision and what it brings you. Take a deep breath in, floating as you do. Hold it. Steady, you float up. And release as the air acts as an anchor released. Picture this essence, which is you, part of rising up from your physical form, separating from your physical body. Take a moment here and just relish in the feeling of freedom and unity you have in the astral form. Take some breaths, and when you are ready, come back as slowly as you wish into your physical body once again. I'm obsessed with my green pans. I Just this past weekend, I made um, pancakes, and 
you know, you're not a bad cook. You might just not have the right pans. This is my own personal experience. Ever since green pans, I'm a better cook because the pans themselves work with you, work for you, and they don't stick. And you know what I never thought about before that now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I never thought about that before. Forever chemicals. A lot of pans have coated coatings with these forever chemicals on them, which go into your food and then into your body. Well, green pan is free of all forever chemicals and their nonstick surface is flawless. I actually find myself cooking more and having a lot more confidence in the kitchen than I've ever had because of my green pan pans. If you're not sure which cookware is right for you, Green Pan has a quiz that guides you to the right choice based on your experience level, how often you cook, and what kind of stovetop you have. They also have a 60-day return policy, so you have plenty of time to make sure Green Pan is right for you. So toss those plastic pans and upgrade your cookware this holiday season with Green Pan. Head to greenpan.us and use promo code KYA and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right. 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code KYA or they won't know that we sent you. And then I want to see all the photos of the beautiful things that you've made in your kitchen. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. So how was your astral travel? It was very intense. <laughs> I I think it <laughs> I think it worked, but I'd rather it didn't. Oh, why? Well, I got, I went, I started flying. Okay. And I was in this farmland. Oh. Everything was kind of dated back to 1700s, 1600s. Okay. A lot of farmhouses. Okay. A lot of men wearing black shirts and uh, black caps. Okay. And working with tools. Someone showed me this white mullet. Here we go again. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, In, inside joke. Wait, 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 no. We don't know if this really happened. Okay. And then a man came up to me. I believe he said, I'm Jebediah. Whoa. And then I saw this image of two twin flames. <laughs> you still travel to your twin flame, Jebediah. Thought, yeah, yeah. And I wish I had it. Yeah. But no, nothing. All right. I'm going to be honest. I didn't dash or travel. <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing happened. All right. Well, I'm glad you said nothing happened. Okay. That's okay. Okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah, of course. It's okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> and that was my thing with the meditation. You know, we have it there. You can visit it. You can practice. And like I said, it's going to be easier to do it when you sleep, but um, you have more control over it. Kind of like Jeff, the oh, pizza dough guy right. did when you're awake. Right. More control. Okay. All right. So I was telling everybody about the astral travel experience in our own life that kind of gave closure to a family situation that was actually going on. Yes. All right. Should I set it up? Because you you're the star of the story, but I don't think you remember a whole lot of it. I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> if I were to tell the story, it'd be like little bits and pieces. Yeah. Very, it's very vague in my mind. I forgot most of it. Yeah. I can't remember any, hardly any of it. But and you'll yes. understand. Everyone will understand why in a minute. So... Yes. Oh my gosh. I want to say it's like, I'll just, 15 years ago, right. all right, your sister got married and she got married in Long Island and your parents made a beautiful wedding for her. It was so gorgeous, so pretty. 
her thing was she didn't want the horror played at the wedding. Now you guys are Jewish, whole family's Jewish, everyone's Jewish. And it's really weird if you're Jewish not to play the horror. And if you don't know what the horror is, it's like this really fun dance, right? Yeah. I mean, what do they do? Everyone's Yeah, so it's a, a fun day. and again, we were not we're not really religious. Yeah. So we don't we're and right now I'm like the least religious person on <laughs> yeah. the planet. I don't right. believe I don't I truly don't believe in religion. But Right. Uh so this is not like something that's religious, the horror, the dance. It's just a fun dance. I mean, I guess you could – some people may say it is, but I, I do not believe it has anything to do with religion. It's, just, tradition. Want, it's a tradition. It's a More tradition. It's a tradition. Yes. Nothing to do with religion. So basically you kind of just dance in circles and then uh, – and typically it was just – in the olden days, it was just men would dance in circles. Okay. And now it's everyone. But So you dance in circles, sometimes one circle, sometimes a couple circles, depending on how many people are there. And then what you're supposed to do is put like the groom, the bride, maybe the father of the bride, maybe the mother of the bride yeah. on chairs and you lift them up. It's so and, fun. And they kind of just like throw them in the air and hope they don't pray <laughs> they don't fall. But all the strong guys are there and you're yes. not going to fall. And if you fell, they'd catch you. I've never seen yeah. anyone fall at one of these right. things. Yes. And, but it's so much fun. And for me, it's like. I've always been a person that holds a chair, yes. which is good because one day when I can't hold a chair, I know that I'm just over the hill, but <laughs> at least now I'm still one of the people they ask to hold a chair. They do. They always yeah. get you to hold a chair. They always go, so I always do hold a chair, but yes. Anyway. And if you're ever at a Jewish wedding and the horror comes on, like, it's just, it's so cool. Like all, everyone who knows it gets it, organizes everyone. It's fun is my yeah. point, but she didn't want, um, she didn't want it. Right. And that was the thing. And we all have families. Okay. And all families have drama. All right. So that it was a thing. Like, I'm going to say that not everyone was really thrilled with this decision of hers, but whatever, whatever. Right. And me in law, I stay out of it, of course. So anyway, so it is the wedding. Here we are. She got married. DJ's playing in. Liquor is flowing. Scott is drunker than I have ever seen him before. Or since that is the <laughs> drunkest I have ever seen Scott. I've known him for 23 years. It is the drunkest I've ever seen Mascotti. Drunk Scott is a fun Scott. Yes. By the way, he's amicable. Yep. He dances. Yep. Friends with everyone. Yep. And, um, yeah, he's just a real friendly guy. Yeah, I, thought uh, it was, I thought it was a great wedding. And this is why he doesn't remember a lot of it. <laughs> but I will tell you as the observer in the middle of the dance hall, what happened? I see okay. Scott run to the dj and say can you play the horror and the dj says no bride says no you got to clear it with the bride otherwise i'm not playing the horror i do remember that you remember that part yes. okay yep. i, I didn't mean to, to tell it for you no Go no ahead. yeah no i remember it i've asked him to i'm like you got to do it you got to play the horror i know and i think i might even said like i know they didn't want you to but you got to play it <laughs> so right yeah and, and it's, then, not, it's not even a religious thing do you remember it, going to your sister because uh, I can tell you what happened if you no, don't. I, I, I you ran of, over to your yeah, sister, I and I remember you grabbed her, and you said, "Let's do it for Grandma and Papa." Okay. Which I are don't remember your saying grandparents. That, but I probably you did. said it, and you got. You're like, "Please, can we do it for Grandma and Papa?" Right. <laughs> okay. And you were. You got a little emotional, and in the moment, and I'll never forget, as you're hanging on to her, asking her this, the horror starts playing. The DJ just flipping did it. <laughs> And when I tell you, this is a big wedding, and when I tell you when the horror, when that music comes on, 
the Jewish people, they get it moving. And the pole <laughs> plays all of a sudden. His sister's on a chair. Okay, everyone's on chairs. There's Everyone's in circles. Everyone's like, wow. When I tell you, because again... This was like kind of a thing in the family where the horror wasn't allowed to be played. When Scott became the hero of the place, <laughs> he, they embraced him. He was like hero man of his people <laughs> in that moment. They were like, good job, Scott, you know, and, um, I, you know, his sister was not thrilled. Okay. No. So, so it was a whole thing. And, um, Scott was so drunk and then he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, and I have to say that you did say sorry to her and you guys are good now, but right. it was a thing. And you yeah. did apologize many times after yeah. that. To I, vote, think, to- I think I, I don't remember, but I think I even, cause it was a little bit of time. He didn't, the DJ did not play it right away. Oh, I thought he did. Okay. I thought, no, I thought there, and it, I was so drunk, so I could be totally wrong. Okay. I thought I went back. And told him, you know what, don't do it. Oh, really? I think I even did that. Oh, my God. This is like a whole thing. Yeah. I think I recall, like, I told him, All right, you know what, don't do it. Forget it. Because I think I, because I think the, I think, yeah, I think so. I, I could be totally wrong. I have this whole recollection where I, you're grabbing her and she's like, I'm so mad at you, Scott, or something like that. Because I, I think what happened was, and I know, I know you came on right after. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was I'm, a big wedding. It was super fuzzy. It was super fuzzy. I was not. I drunk. thought I went and I told her, and then she got mad. Okay. And then I think you said there was. It came right on. I yeah. think there might have been like a minute in oh, there. there a pause. Okay. Where I ran, and I'm not sure because man, like you said, I'm the most drunk I've ever been. <laughs> I think I ran back to try to tell him, "Don't do it. Don't do okay. it." Even though he did tell me he wasn't going to. He do said it. he wouldn't. He said he wouldn't. And that was a weird thing. And, and was always like, "Why did he?" Now, now it is, you did ask, and you probably put on a really good ask, but why did he press play on the horror? That right. was the whole thing. So, right. I mean, it was a big problem in the family. I will say that, like, it, you know, Scott and his sister got over it, and everyone's good now, and everything's fine, and these things happen in families, of course. But this is where the astral projection comes in, because this was honestly in, in the family, like I said, this was a thing. This was a rift, and this was a thing for years. So anyway, so I want to say about two years ago, okay? I had random astral projection while I was sleeping. And I'll never forget it because it was real. I was back at the wedding and I was floating above the DJ's head. And I was also privy to his thoughts and his consciousness. Were you doing the horror? <laughs> no, I was watching I was watching the wedding okay. as he was watching it. So I was okay. like hovering above him, but I was also privy to his thoughts and feelings and overall attitude. So for me to say like I got the perspective of him was really unique because it's not something I can have myself. It was like somebody else's you don't even perspective. Know who this person is. I had no idea who it was and I didn't know who it was at the time and I never I went to the wedding and left and I never I don't even I can't even tell you what he looks like, but I remember this astral travel where I'm floating above him and I feel his thoughts and his perspective. And he was and I felt the perspective of a Jewish person being like, Screw it, I'm playing it. And that's exactly what I felt. And then I came back and then the next, I told you, and you're like, I don't remember. And I asked your mom, I'm like, hey, was the DJ Jewish? And she's like, yeah, he was. And I was like, oh, I feel like <laughs> what happened was he was like, nobody's going to tell me not to play the horror. Boom, I'm playing it. Like that kind yeah. of thing. And um, it was just interesting. So, did he, so if I never went up to him, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could answer this in the astral plane. Yeah, I can. If I never yeah. went up to him, would he have played the horror? No, but I feel okay. like what happened was you went up to him and, and it became a test to his own 
right. traditions, ancestry, belief system. Yeah. When you said, hey, you got to, like that. And it was in his own self, like we all right. have, it was like, can you please do this for tradition? And he was like, I'm yeah. going to do it for tradition, yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like if somebody came up to you and said, do what's right. And if you felt it was right, you're like, you know, I don't care if I never get a job again. This is what's right. Like that's, that's, it became that for him. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That that makes sense. (laughs) You know, and that's why I did open the the segment with saying that I'm not religious and Mm -hmm. I don't do any, trust me, I don't do anything. Yeah, I know. Scott does nothing. I do nothing. (laughs) Like I know nothing. I don't even know when the holiest of holy days of the religion are. I don't follow it. But... I must have also told him in that you have to play this, yeah. this song. You have to play that song. Yeah. And right, I, I probably did say for my my grandparents yeah. and the tradition of it. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, or I could have just been a stubborn red when we were told no. No, you were emotional about but it. Anyway, yeah. But I will say, after it was played, <laughs> it was like the people. Well, actually, David Bowie was the originator of the song, but Peter Gabriel made it a little more known. We could be heroes for just one day. <laughs> right. I felt like a hero. You, <laughs> like I was a hero. I was mobbed by everyone uh, yes. telling me, like, thank, like patting me on the back and be like the head, you know, was that the head nuggies or yeah. whatever, you know, putting me in the headlock, half headlock. Yeah. You know, just everyone just saying, thank you. Thank you. You had like, and I was a hero just 300 people. Yeah. So, <laughs> like well, attack half, you with love. I had half the wedding. Oh, okay. Fine. 150 yeah, yeah. people. And the other half that. didn't care, by the way. Yeah. By the way. Because everyone is an, everyone takes part in a horror. And yes. Yes. I, well, we got married before this yeah. and I had the horror at my wedding and my half. Oh yeah. It's not, it's, it's it's not, it wasn't a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's I just have to stress fun, that. Yes. And that's what I've been trying to Having get. Having said that, like the other side of the coin, the bride didn't want it. Right. And, no, and the true. bride didn't want that's it. True. And I feel like, yeah. you know, brides have their thing. And for whatever reason, she didn't want yeah. it. It was her day. So no. I, and, but that's why you apologized and yeah. whatnot, but no. I'm sure you're not sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry what happened afterwards I am because too. it was a long, it drawn was, out oh, hatred of me for the, it, doing that. It was um, bad. But yeah, I truly, actually, I do remember, I did tell them, all right, don't do it. I did go back. Okay, you do say, remember don't that? Don't do it. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. that astral travel experience I had where it was kind of like, it wasn't a, once you let that out of the bag, yeah. he couldn't not not do it because it right. was about him now too. Because yeah. you might have made it a whole thing but he would ah. probably already had it in his head like i'm not thrilled with this whole yeah could you it was could, such a fight before yeah. and it well he was well, yeah you're right i don't think he would have played it because it was it wasn't usually that's usually the first or second song usually it's right towards the beginning oh, of the yeah. music yeah yeah so he probably wouldn't have maybe if i yeah. never went up there so and i don't know i don't think you would have gone up there if you weren't that drunk either that's true i don't think you because you were it was such a thing beforehand. Too. No, yeah, it was a big. This was ordeal. like a big thing beforehand, and and then, but you also were like I said, well, more wasted than I've ever seen. All right. Well, now I get some <laughs> other places I want you to go. Okay. Yeah, I want you to go back to my like, chi- not childhood, but like when I had a when I could start thinking. So maybe about ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Go back to, and then have me buy certain stocks. Okay. Yeah. So I want to buy like Apple. I want to be get on the ground on Apple, Amazon. Google, so those funny. yeah, at least those three. I couldn't <laughs> Microsoft. Like, oh, actually, I did on Microsoft. When I went back to that though, like I couldn't participate with anyone in there. I was more of observing. Yeah, if that oh, okay. makes sense. Oh, okay, you know, I wasn't. Did you see me? What was I doing? Was I in the? Whole, I didn't see I anything. Dancing? I just was uh-huh. him. I saw like like the whole wedding going on. It was crazy because I I even went back and looked at pictures because I saw the floor. 
And I was like, because the floor was like an interesting, uh, like, I don't know, dance floor. And I, and I went back and I, just to check on myself, I'm like, let me look in the pictures. Like, is that the same dance floor? I mean, listen, can all this be explained with memory too? Sure. You know, and how the brain works. But like, I also know what it was just so, and it was so out of nowhere because wow. it was years after it had been resolved. And I, we was talking to each other again. To, I had no idea. Did, would he, did he, and again, I don't know the DJ's name. I don't know where he's from. Yeah. Anything about the DJ. Would he have known that you astral to him no no he was totally unaware i was there because it was like the past and it was like a different plane it was like a different yeah it was a different time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it was really it's fascinating i wonder if anybody else has had like time travel experiences with astral projection because yeah. i think that's the, that's, that's really cool really cool that is really cool and I actually believe that you did that. So it was crazy, and, I, and then I got like from your, the confirmation from your parents. I was like, oh. Yeah, I remember you asked them that. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they really like went right over their heads. Yeah, like, they, just were, they won't even wonder why nah, I was asking that not. like years later. Nah, it's so they funny. Were just <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably still mad. I told them to play it. Who knows? But <laughs> they were, and they weren't. They were. Yeah, you know. I know everyone on that side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, everybody, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did wrong, but yeah, we did the whole. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, oh, what a mess. Not a mess. Yeah. We shared with you our messy uh, family story. Talking to my friend the other day, she told me that she's like 75% done with shopping for all the people on her holiday list. And I haven't even begun, but that's okay because way is making it easy to give way better gifts this holiday for everyone on your list, including yourself. I really like to give gifts to people that I love that I myself absolutely adore and way products are my go-to for that their leave-in conditioner is this multitasking leave-in conditioner which detangles hydrates and fights frizz for every hair type on your list or the detox shampoo it cleanses product buildup hard water deposits dirt oil other impurities it's safe for all hair types including color treated or keratin treated hair and even brazilian blowouts or or even their hair oil which is my new favorite thing it's this nutrient packed um absorbs quickly keeps color from fading revives my damaged hair especially at the ends i love their products so much so that when i give them to others i feel like oh i'm giving you the gift of healthy hair i'm giving you the gift of way so you can save 15 percent site-wide when you give the gift of way get on your way to save for the holiday go to the way t h e o u a i dot com for fifteen percent off site wide and enter promo code aura that's the way t h e o u a i dot com for fifteen percent off with code aura Another way that you can get uh, really good at astral projection is self-hypnosis and hypnosis in general. And you just had an experience with that. Yes. So let's just, well, let's, you know, the episode's going long, so let's call overtime. 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 You may go. You may go. Whatever you hear. And this is not a bad overtime, so no. you can kind of stay if you want to, or if you're just like, ah, I've heard these guys talk enough. I'm going to leave. you're sick of us, please, you know, just, it's fine. Yeah, you can go. You know. <laughs> we wouldn't know anyways, but go. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if you want to go, time to go. All yeah. right. Yes, so we had Brett come. So this is very nice. My yes. uh, the Wednesday night discussion group with Leanne uh, for my birthday. Thought of a very you know generous and thoughtful gift. So they uh, bought me a session with Brett, the hypnotist that we had on. I forgot one episode, of the early episodes, episode fourteen. Okay, so yeah, right around like, that same time period. Yep. when I was the guinea pig, she's the hypnotherapist yep. Yep. Brett Sorrell. And so she came to the house. Just the other day, 
and she hypnotized me. So this, this and we went back to the okay. So the, if you ever listened to that episode, I was supposed to at that time get it for to lower my blood pressure so that I could go to the dentist and doctor. Mm-hmm. That was the goal of it. But what happened? What happened out of it was, I don't know, other things in my mind. Yeah, and I was. Well, what would you say that was? That, Can I tell? Yeah, so that I was yeah. able to actually quit teaching. That was yeah. That's what came out of and it. I that's forgot a what it great was episode to go listen to. Uh, episode fourteen is like demystifying hypnotherapy. But like basically, she says like you have your subconscious mind, which is like your um your subconscious, and you have your conscious mind, and it's kind of like a war between your subconscious and like um like your higher consciousness, and and if you don't access things in your subconscious, like. You, you can't do anything. Right. So so that's what it's about. It's like a quick trip to your subconscious to get rid of stuff that's blocking you that otherwise you wouldn't even realize it. And she explains it way better than I just did. Sure. But um, what happened was is subconscious you was like, listen, we can't deal with the blood pressure thing at the doctors right now. I hate teaching. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it was at a time period where I was grappling with it. Should I quit? You know, should I give this up and do this what we're doing now more full time. And I couldn't make that leap. Yeah. It just, it was like a block. A total block. That was keeping me there. Couldn't do it. And then I had the session with Brett and that day I wanted to go down there and quit. Mm-hmm. And I actually, the next day I did it. Yeah. So I quit. said, cause you told me, I think sleep on it. I'm like sleep on it. Just make sure. <laughs> but the next day I still wanted to go down there. Yeah. And I went down there and I put it on the, and I did tell them I want to resign. I'm done. I'm over. I'm going to resign in January. And then, but then they convinced me. I guess my red might have just taken over here a little bit. And I said, "All right, you know what? I'll I'll finish out the year." Yeah, for you know, the kids. For the yeah. kids. So my red must have taken over my subconscious. Well, yeah, mine. And right. I'm like, uh, all right, let me just finish out the year. But that that did it. That it was, was done. It. it was done. And that was such and an that was obstacle. Greatest, thing, greatest you, decision. You get really stuck in yourself. I think some aura colors do get more stuck in themselves on some things yeah. than others. That's something you were really stuck on yourself. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. So this is what Brett said about me. I guess I guess I have this. She says I'm like the easiest person to hypnotize. I'm the like a model yeah. citizen when it comes to hypnosis. Yeah, like I'm really good at it. I guess there's at least one thing in the world I'm good at. I'm good <laughs> at being able to be hypnotized. That's what she worked on <laughs> my, you with. My greatest, yeah, my greatest superpower. She told me was the ability to be super <laughs> hypnotized. Yeah, that's like a good. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, what she said was there's this huge, like you know, not, you would say a red outer shell, mm-hmm. and then once you get cracked through that, yeah, it's like just openness of you could make Mush. me, I could do anything. Like yeah. I could be convinced or cha- I could change anything. She said like your you conscious crack through brain that shell. is like a bodyguard. Yeah. But if you can get past the bodyguard, yeah. it's like free for all. <laughs> it's a free for all. And so she, she says like any life limiting belief that you have, yeah. she could crack through easier than most people because you yeah. just got to get through the bodyguard and then it's there and it's there and well she's got she she got through it already the first time when she came in the house i almost fell asleep i was yeah. like i was already hypnotized was like, yeah it's true so <laughs> you know i you know a couple of things i i first off i started by telling her you know i don't want to be bradley cooper anymore <laughs> last time she hypnotized me and then everyone thought i was bradley cooper Episode for a long time joke, yeah and i felt that you know since the last time he's maybe I don't want to be mean to the guy, but you know, he's not dressing so well. You feel a decline. Yeah, I feel a decline <laughs> in his overall appearance. He looks like me, maybe a, like me a few years ago. Oh, when I, when I had a decline in my appearance, and now I brought that up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm doing better now. You know, ever since I got all these all right, order shirts. But anyway, all right, be but, but yeah, so you know, I, I wanted to be someone else, maybe like the bonus Jonas. Okay, but then I thought that would be weird. <laughs> know 
and then <laughs> I told her I want to be, you know, my my true love, who's Brad Pitt. He's a listener to this podcast, yes. and so she turned me into him. So okay. people have been calling me Brad. But anyway, that okay, that's not what happened. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, so, entertaining. So yourself. we, yeah, yeah. So we actually got into it, and it was to the whole thing was to lower my blood pressure, mm-hmm. especially when I go see the doctor, mm-hmm. the dentist, or we added a little flavor to it. Anyone who kind of annoys me that would maybe get my blood pressure up. Right, when you feel hassled. <laughs> when I feel hassled. So <laughs> so we were going through the thing. And, and you, re- I remember a lot of it. Some things I do not remember. Yeah. And, you know, she tells you to go to your happy place. My happy place happened to be Helen, Georgia, a cabin yeah. that we, we stay at. So we went there. She told me to pick a color. And this is when I'm all hypnotized. Like, I'm under. I cannot yeah. open my eyes. You were so cute. Like, when you were going under, I don't think you remember this, but, you, like, she counts you back and yep. she puts you under. And by the way, you're always in control. Like, Brett would want me to say that. Like, you're always you in control when you're under, but you're, you, like, smile. You're like, hee hee. Yeah, you turn into, like... You, like, like, smile and giggle a little. Yeah, you like, do. when you're under, yeah. you're like, hee hee, it's silly. <laughs> Yes. Do I do the Do I do the voice? Do, do the give the voice of me under hypnosis? <laughs> I think you're like I'm in Helen, Georgia. <laughs> it's so silly. Three <laughs> 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 best cabin. <laughs> okay, you're like then... little like it's a little weird, but you seem <laughs> all right. You seem happy. Yeah. Well, she tells creepy. you to pick a color. Of course, I pick red. It's red. She told me to pick an animal. I pick bear. And yeah. then she told me to pick a, a smell. I saw I can't really smell anything because I have real bad sense of smell. So she really wanted me to pick one, but I wouldn't. Right. So she's like, well, let's pick a sound. And this is really weird. So I picked like – I couldn't think of anything. So I'm like guitar. Oh. But I've been doing like air guitar for the last five days. You have been listening to a lot, a lot of like of, guitar melodies. Yes. I don't know. I just put that together. But anyway, so then you you get into it. You're in that deep stage. Count you back from 10. I, I'm in it right away. Yeah. Uh, I cannot open my eyes. I tried to open my eyes. I cannot open my eyes. I'm not kidding you guys. And then uh, from there, she, we ba- and she, we, we kind of came up with it together. So anytime that I go to the dentist or the doctor or someone is annoying me, mm-hmm. I think of Larry David. Oh <laughs> I said Adam Sandler. I'm like, I'll think of. She's like, think of something that's funny to you or calming to you. And I'm like, oh well, Adam Sandler's funny. Look, and I'll pick him. And she said, well, what about Larry David? I'm like, oh my god, that's great. So I so I picked him, and so now. I guess any. It's been weird because I, I've been seeing a lot of Larry David around town. Yeah, it's, I have to tell a story. You can tell, yeah, go ahead. Um, I just want to tell one thing because Brad would want me to say this too. Like, there was a deeper part to that. Yes, yes. It was like basically like now when you go, we have to test it. Yeah. To the doctor or the yeah, dentist think, or something, you're supposed right. to just feel like whatever about it, and she associated you with just kind of like whatever, and then also. Like a neutral feeling. Right. So anyways, it just aligns you with that. But so we do the whole thing. We say goodbye to Brett. She's wonderful. And then we're hungry. So we go to get a bagel at our local bagel store where you have to wait in line. And there's a lot of, you know, interesting locals who are there. Um, And one of them came up to you accusing you of cutting her in line. She's like an older woman. She's like, you cut me in line. She didn't look like an older woman, though. And you start (laughs) hysterically laughing in her face. Like you are right now. Yeah. And I'm like, and to the point where I'm like, I'm like, oh, ma'am, you just go ahead of us. Don't worry. And she's like, Meh. you know, she's like really grumpy and stuff. And I'm like, just go, whatever, you know. And um, and you just were laughing at her. And then it turns out that, and, and to the point where I'm like, okay, Scott, because we're in public. And I'm like, okay, okay, stop. And you're like, she's Larry David. <laughs> like you were like laughing and you wouldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And then, um. It turns out we did not cut her in line. Like she just messed up the lines. And instead of letting it go, like you kind of want, he's like, just so you know, 
Just so you know, we got it right and you did it. But it's okay that you're cut off, actually. Right. And then you're like laughing hysterically. Right. She looks at you like, who is this lunatic? She probably like thought that. I was Larry David. She, but you were like, he's Larry David. And I, to the point where I'm like, Scott, Scott, calm, yeah. calm down. It was just like <laughs> so really funny. funny. Well, and and now that's your thing. Yeah. And it's funny because even if I'm not I'm not laughing at people in my head, I, I really am seeing that still. Yeah. So I asked Brett if it's permanent. And she said yes. So basically. <laughs> She's like, that's it now. Anyone who annoys me now is going to look like Larry David. that if somebody just doesn't agree with you, they might be Larry David too. We found out in our family the, situations. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Bree's already got the Larry David a couple of times. Abby has not. You haven't yet. You oh, have, really? I, yeah. I'm surprised. It was close. I was like, starting. Is that La- I was like, I was like, like is that Larry? Megan? Or is that mess Larry? Up our, our, our marriage a little bit if you start seeing yeah. Larry's face on me. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Jumaji for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. And that's no, why it's overtime. Yes, that's why it's overtime. <laughs> Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. For those who stayed, if right. any, anyone stayed on, here's a few more there Jumanjis you know, for, for you. you. All right. So, yeah. I mean, it's weird because I hypnosis, I believe in 100%. Oh, yeah. I totally believe in it. Yeah. And I hope, I hope it works out when I have to go to the doctor. Like right now, I feel like I, I do feel an indifference, but the appointment isn't for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't have my checkup for another month and my teeth cleanings like in March or April yeah. or something like that. So I don't know if it's going to work. Right. I think it's going to work. I don't, I feel like if I think about it right now, I feel calm. That's the thing with hypnosis. Like you don't exactly have to believe it. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's really but, fascinating. Yeah. But she, you know, even when I was doing like little things, you know, asking me questions about myself, mm-hmm. you know, just like confidence things and things like that. And, and she switched a couple of those on me. Oh, did she? Yeah. Like, and I already feel those. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just like kind of She's believe in myself a little bit more oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. That she was, like one of the confident. things like. Because, like, she does, like, this test with your arm. and again, Muscle not, testing. Muscle testing. And it doesn't do it for everyone because it doesn't work on everyone. But I guess I'm, again, my superpower is I'm the ability to be yeah. hypnotized. <laughs> and she did this thing, like, did you, do you believe in Mystic Michaela? And I, my, my arm was stiff. If it's stiff. It means it yes. It doesn't go down. That means yes. If it it's weakens, like, yeah. it's no. And then, yeah, in mine, it will either be real stiff or mm-hmm. it'll flop like a noodle. Yeah. And then she asked, like, do you believe in yourself or whatever? My, not, my arm Aww. went down like a noodle so, so sad yeah so you don't act like you don't believe in yourself you're quite opinionated with a lot of things to say i, 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 you know what? <laughs> I have that i have that rugged red shell that you have to get through once you get through there i'm like a little baby <laughs> yeah obviously i'm a ball of nothingness or something so sad it's so funny because i <laughs> the other the other one thing i know is going real long but we are in overtime yes but anyway then she did some twisting on me or whatever fixing on me and then my arm would go high when it said do you believe in yourself and yeah. my arm would stay she says high. You're like, the, like literally think about it everybody if all your limiting beliefs could be completely remedied like scott <laughs> like that like she's like well, oh my gosh saying. like if any you have any limiting belief like she's like just call me because it's so easy to fix them on you no i know like i like i'm like i have lists now of things that i wanted to fix Right, like, and because she could do it on me in ten seconds, yeah, and she but they're not like come literal here, you know, things. She, it's like no, there's like a lot of things like that are wrong with me. I can fix this right <laughs> away. Like I could, I could be like 
super a superhuman yeah but hypnosis isn't exactly like making you a hockey player i think that was the joke uh, back in episode 12 or you making know you i think it could no it's more like the beliefs around right. the, things well the belief that i could play hockey. like better. how many beliefs do we all have like, you know i'm not worthy or i um am not good at public speaking or i'm not yeah. whatever like you have all these beliefs in your subconscious that you might not even be able to vocalize or find and through hypnosis right. it's just an easier way to access them and and address well, them yeah no i mean she could fix anything on me i think <laughs> and she'd be willing to do her, it i mean she'd come, her uh, instagram all handle. i have to do is like call her and she'd come over yeah you know she because apparently i'm like the easiest person to work with yeah i'm hypnotizing to people but anyway well the last point i'll make is she did you are when when you do the hypnotic Tizing, you're supposed to see the things like oh. vi- visualize yourself in that happy place in the cabin right, right. and for me you don't understand it looked like a just a vast sea of like reddish black right now everyone can visualize i could not see anything the entire time mm-hmm. but i still could do it okay but it's like this just sea of did you feel the feelings though i knew it well i knew i was hypnotized did you feel like when she said feel like like when she said go to your happy place, did you feel happy? Did you feel like you were in the happy place? Did you feel yeah. safe? I, well, that's the place I picked. I, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I felt really good. I, I mean, I feel very comfortable doing it, you know. Yeah. And I know I kind of turn into like a little kid or something. You do. You do. And I start moving around a yeah, lot. Yeah, you regress a little bit. <laughs> really like fidgety and stuff. But yeah. I'm, but I'm under. You but look I like a little anything. kid when you're under. Like, did like, you take any video of that? You should. Oh, no, you had a. Because I, I had to go. You had a I had to do a reading. Time, yeah. Um, but I took a little bit, yeah, you know. But I, but also I didn't want to get in her way, and I, I felt funny like videoing you, videoing. I'm like old. I felt bad. I felt funny recording you when you were in that vulnerable state because you were so vulnerable. I got a little bit though. All right, but anyway, I do definitely recommend it. I don't. Yeah. Know, and again, maybe not everyone can go as deep into it as me. Yeah, like, apparently because I'm good at that, but. But I, it's definitely, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's a cool it. thing. Yeah, they have they have hip, hypnotherapy for like hypnobirthing and for for all sorts of stuff. I, yeah. Public speaking, quitting, smoking. I mean. All right. So astral travel. Astral travel. Do I believe in it or not? I think you do. I think I do. I think you're there. I think I'm there. Solved. Done. <laughs> this podcast is for you and about you. We're so glad you spent some time with us today.